Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I am super pumped to have you back again. So thank you for tuning in and listening. And if this is your first time, you are in for a treat because I have a really awesome guest that is going to help us out with our time. Because let's just be honest, as busy working moms, we have a lot to do in a little bit of time. That's why I'm excited to have my guest Christina on to help us when it comes to time management. Now, Christina is a corporate working mom in the apparel industry. In addition to leading a global sales team, she also has her own coaching business where she helps other working moms create work-life balance on their own terms. Her key areas where she coaches is on time, money, and relationship management. And those are some of the things that she is going to touch on today, in particular when it comes to time. Now, I want you to know that she is going to help us when it comes to our biggest struggles when it comes to time, because let's be honest, like it's kind of a common theme with us busy working moms. In addition, she shares one of the first things that we need to ask ourselves or analyze when we're trying to improve our time. And plus, she goes through the process that she walks through with her clients from going from self-awareness to actually taking action so that we can get the most value for our time. Now, I wanted to let you know, if you haven't heard already, your girl is doing some coaching. Yes, me. I can help you out when it comes to time as well, in addition to just juggling all the things when it comes to motherhood, because I understand that it is hard and it can be lonely too, but you do not have to do it alone. So that's why I want to hold your hand, give you some accountability, give you some strategies and some practical ways that you can improve your life so that you can actually enjoy motherhood and not be overwhelmed and stressed out. So I am focusing in particular on some time management, productivity, and routines so that I can help you with maximizing your time. Now, this is something that you're interested in and want more information. Send me an email at hello at Real Happy Mom or send me a DM on Instagram and we can go back and forth there and I can get you the information you need so that we can get started with some coaching. Because like I said, you're not meant to do this alone. I want to help you. Now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode with Christina. All right, Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this today. Yes, I'm excited to have you today and I'm excited to hear what you got to share with us. But before we jump into our topic, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and your business. Yes. So I am a work-life balance coach for working moms. So I help working moms create work-life balance on their terms. So I I help them with their time management, their money management, so their personal finances, as well as their relationships. So we take a deep dive on their professional landscape as well as their personal landscape. And then in addition to that, I myself am a career mom. So I am a global account director for the apparel industry. So in addition to having my business, I also have this other role in my life. So I definitely know all about the juggle and I'm here to just share some tips. 
Absolutely. And I had to have you when I learned that you were coaching, especially on work-life balance, because I'll be honest with you, Christina, there, to me, I feel like there's two camps. There's one camp that says work-life balance does exist. And the other one says like, oh, you can never have work-life balance. But I kind of believe that you can. It's just, you can't have everything all at one time. But I'm just curious to hear what your thoughts were on work-life balance. Preach on it. I entirely agree. I entirely agree. So I feel that everyone has work-life balance. That is like a fundamental part of each of our lives because we work and we live. Like we have a personal life and this professional life as well. So I think it's a part of everyone's life. What balance looks like on an individual basis is very personalized, right? It's personalized to that person, their lifestyle, their values. All of that is something that is unique to the person. So that's like a big part of what I do is a personalized coaching to really understand what are your key drivers? Like what is important to you and how would you measure success and balance? Yes, for sure. And I love that you also incorporate time management into your coaching because I feel as moms, that is one thing that we never have enough of, which is time. (laughs) So the way we manage it, I think is the key to our success as mothers. So I wanted you to um, tell us what you find is your biggest struggle for your clients when it comes to time management. Yes. So, I mean, you're exactly right. Time management is the foundation of the program because how we spend our time, who we spend our time with, and what we spend our time doing directly correlates in terms of how we spend our money, how we feel, how we feel fulfilled within our jobs, within our within our families as well. So time management is truly the foundation of it all. And for me, it starts with, you know, how do you want to spend your time? Like that is something that is very important to really understand, as I said, those values, those key drivers. So what does success look like for you? Right. So what success looks like for you um, at work? Because I think we're all working. So there's parts of our jobs that are high value impact. So let's have a conversation about those. Let's have a conversation about how much time we spend for those activities each week. But then also on the personal side of it as well, what, how do you measure success? What is important to you to make sure that we are building our time blocks? I do follow a block schedule, our time blocks around those key things, the things that deliver value personally and professionally. I love all of that. And I love the questions that you give us to reflect on that, on how do you want to spend your time and what does success look like for you? Because I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in what you're doing and what people are doing on social media that we don't even know what we really want as far as what a successful life looks like. And even when you're asking that question, I was like, Ooh, what does a successful life look like for me? So I love, love, love that. And I think the other side of it too, and I also saw it, especially during COVID and, you know, people transitioning from working in a traditional office setting to working from home, there was a big struggle, of course, on top of that, also having the children at home as well. So I think one of the key challenges I've seen over the past few months is people feeling like a sense of obligation, right? A sense of like, this is how I'm supposed to spend my time. Because if I was in an office, I would get to work by nine, I would be there until five, I would have all my meetings around that. 
And for me, as I was helping, um, helping my clients get through these months, it's been like, okay, first of all, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> like you're working from home nine to five doesn't have to exist while you're working from home. And quite honestly, it's not conducive, right? Because at the end of the day, while we're working from home, we are pulled in other directions, especially when we're caring for our children or their remote learning at the same time. So really understanding, again, what are the key factors of success in the role? What do you have to do? For me, I have to do a weekly report every single week. It's due on Thursday. It's for my team. And so I make sure that that's something I prioritize earlier in the week because I know it has to get done. So those are the type of things that we break down. Nice. Now, when it comes to getting started with doing better with our time, I know you gave us these questions to at least get us started to start reflecting and analyzing things. But I was wondering if there was anything else that you do when it comes to analyzing how we can improve our use of time. Absolutely. So the first step is gaining clarity, really understanding how is your time currently spent. So I have um, I have my clients do a audit a time audit. And I've done it. I've even done it from like an executive coaching standpoint at work. And I've seen tremendous value for it. So I have our clients go through 30 minute segments of their day. So from the second they wake up, they can even do it in their phone. So ladies, you could easily do this. This is something that you could do today. Every 30 minutes, write what you're doing, what you're doing, and what is the value of that activity. So for example, this morning I woke up at 6.30 and then I'll, I'll just put in wake up and what I did from 6.30 to 7.30 and then in parentheses, high, medium, or low impact. And what you'll see is you'll start seeing these activities, these low impact activities that are not really delivering you value or have an impact, whether it's like aimlessly scrolling on Instagram, which at times I know is soothing, but like those are the, you start finding these pockets of time or the fact that you know, my alarm went off at 5.30 and I didn't get up to work out. Like I just laid there in bed and was like on emails. Like what was, what was the value of that? So that's the first step, really understanding your, where you are currently at and gaining clarity around that. Yes. And then the next step, as I said, is like, what are those key levers of success? What is, how do you measure success personally and professionally? And then from there, once you have those activities, then we start creating a time block. So as I did mention, I do follow uh, a block schedule, both personally and professionally. Just an easy way for me to be flexible because <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't have two days that are the same. I have some days I have calls, I have some days I have clients, I have, you know, we're all, we're all doing all the things. So I use a block schedule. I create three hour blocks of, in terms of how I wanna spend the day. So in the morning, I do all my projects, before my daughter even wakes up, quite honestly. So anything that requires high brain power, clear focus, I'll start, that'll be my first three hour block of the day. Anything that's more admin related, again, emails, I hate emails, I will do that towards the end of the day because at the end of the day, it doesn't require like the creative use of my, you know, of my time and of my energy. So that's what, that's the next step is really making sure that your block schedule is aligned to your goals. So where, where you want to see the success in your life, that you're really prioritizing that in your block schedule. And then also understanding, as I said, like each day doesn't have to be the same. So some days when I have early morning calls, I, I move the blocks around to adjust to the schedule.
Hey there, I wanted to make sure that we took a quick pause so that I can let you know about a masterclass that I will be teaching here very, very soon. It is Tired as a Mother, Four Steps for Self-Care for Busy Moms, and it's happening on January 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you join me on this live event on January 22nd, you can have a chance to win some really nice prizes. And if you like coffee, Starbucks, Amazon, those kind of things, your girl's giving away some gift cards. So make sure you join me live. And on this masterclass, I'll be teaching about self-care, what it is, why you need it, and how to implement it. Because let's just be honest, it seems like there is so much to do, very little time, and definitely it seems like there's never enough time to do things for us. But let me tell you something, mom, you got to do some things for yourself and you definitely have to take care of yourself. So let me show you how you can do it and do it easily without taking up too much time too. Join me in the masterclass, like I said, January 22nd, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and go to realhappymom.com slash tired to get registered for this event so that you make sure that you get the notifications that you need so that you are there live. Because like I said, I'm giving away some prizes and at the end, I'll be introducing a new course that I have available for you. So go to realhappymom.com slash tired. Again, that's realhappymom.com slash tired. Now let's go ahead and jump back into this week's episode. Yes. And I love how you said that we should use the block schedule to align it with our goals because I've heard of time blocking and I've actually had guests talk about time blocking on the podcast several times, but I never thought about, you know, making sure that those blocks align with the goals. I always was looking at making sure that I made time for myself and I got the things that need to be done, done, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily the goals. So that is a really good one. Yeah, no, it's important because especially when you're thinking about if you were to approach it from like, okay, all the things I have to get done, are you really fulfilled? And is it really going to have like a positive impact for the long-term effect? Yes, for sure. And the other thing that I like that you were talking about is, you know, making sure that we're doing those um, things that require the high level brain power, because I know that I wake up pretty early in the mornings and sometimes when I'm avoiding getting tasks done. Mm. I will start doing things that are like super low level, but it's busy. <laughs> yeah. <for me. laughs> and I'm like, I don't really want to do this. So I'm going to go over here and make some graphics on Canva, but I don't really need it. So yes, definitely making sure that we're, we're sticking to those tasks and making sure that we're utilizing that time wisely, I think is, is one thing that I could definitely do better on. I'm telling you, even like I've learned it, I've seen it in my own behavior sometimes too, when I'm like, okay, I can't get started because I have to clean my space. Like I have to be organized first. I'm like, wait, why am I doing that? But that's, that could easily wait until I'm done. Let me just do it first. And I think the other thing too, is like once you start, and I, that's why I think the time audit is so important because once you start seeing those um, low impact and medium impact activities, you can really, once you understand what those is, maybe you can delegate them. Maybe you could give them to someone else, whether it's someone else you work with or even someone else in your household that can help you with the other things. That was another, um, that always comes up in terms of, because at the end of the day, we can't be everyone to everyone, right? It's just impossible. So where can you delegate in the time audit? Does It highlights that as well. For sure. Now, I'm just curious because we kind of touched on it a little bit as far as making sure our our time blocks align with our goals. What would you say is a good way to get started with making pretty good goals? Because I will say a lot of times I think we get ambitious, especially at the beginning of the year. We have all these big plans, big 
goals that we want to do for the year, but how can we create goals that one are realistic and two, something that we can actually achieve and we won't get discouraged like in the beginning or halfway through trying to pursue those goals? Absolutely. It is breaking them down. That it's breaking them down to task. So when um, when we come up with goals, I actually did a video on this on my YouTube channel at the beginning of the year, and it was all about setting goals for the year, right? Because of course, as you said, beginning of the year, January, everyone's feeling all types of inspired. So take advantage of that, right? Take advantage of that and have that vision, then break it down by quarter, by month, by week, and by day. And so that each day you are tackling that. And that's something that, especially in my, um, I do have a segment, as I said, I talk about money with my clients, right, in terms of their personal finance goals and whether it's debt repayment or saving up money or for a house or investments, the goals are always huge. I want to buy a house. And it's like, how do we do that? Well, of course, we can do that very simply when we divide it by the year and the months. But how do we do it on a day? It's just the behavior part of it. And that's where when you break down your goals to actual behavioral tasks, tasks that you can put into your block schedule, you're going you're gonna to make progress. So the key is just breaking it down. Absolutely. I love that because I am in the process. I haven't finished it. I need to finish that book, <laughs> the 12 week <laughs> year. And it is so like on point with that. And, and that is one thing that they're really big on is, you know, breaking things down so that you're not focusing on the things that don't really matter mm-hmm. and aren't going to move you forward. And I'm just wondering for the moms that are like, okay, you know, I know what my goal is and I was doing good, but I kind of fell off. What would you mm-hmm. say is, what would you say to that mom to try to help her get back on task or back on track to get into those goals? I think the first is just number one, give yourself grace, right? Give, be gentle with your, with yourself and um, acknowledge all the other things that you are also doing, not as an excuse, but also as an element of kindness, like self-love really with yourself. Cause we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves So I would say that's number one. And then in terms of getting back on track, take the smallest step first. So even if it's like, let's say it's a health and wellness goal, like, oh, I really want to, I told myself this year, I was going to get rid of the baby weight once and more for all. It's like, okay, well, maybe we're not going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year, but what can we do immediately today? What type of action can we take today? You know what? We can go on a walk with our kids. We could drink more water. We could be more aware of what, you know, of our water intake. So give yourself, number one, give yourself grace, give yourself love and honor that we are doing a lot, especially in this, in this crazy year that is 2020. But on top of that, take the smallest step you can today. Don't wait until Monday. Don't wait until the next new month, new month. Who's this? No, do it today. What can you do today? Yes, yes, I love that. Do it today. Yes, yes. Now, Christina, I'm just thinking about a couple of things. One, you've already given us some really great tips on doing better with our time and making sure that we stay focused with that. And then two, we've been talking about these goals. So I know you brought up um, how a lot of times some of your clients have these big um, money goals or big financial goals that they want to achieve. If that is something that we want to do, um, I know 
for instance, I have a couple of friends that are trying to buy houses or, you know, mm-hmm. build up savings and things like that. You would apply the same concept as far as breaking down the task and things Absolutely. like that. So it, it, it applies for financial goals, wellness goals, um, all of them. career yeah. goals, all of them. Got it. The key is taking in order to reach your goals is breaking it down, but also making sure that you have those behaviors at each day. So even in the financial, you know, if it's a financial goal, what are you doing today in terms of your spending? Do you have, do you have a cash envelope system? Like those, there's little things that you could do each day, even with careers. Are you networking? Are you on LinkedIn? Like those are, those are the little things that have the biggest impact. Yes. And I know you talked about your pillars that you have for your coaching and we started with the foundation, which was time. And then you're building things up there. I was just wondering if there was anything else that we didn't cover that can help us with our time management or with making sure that we're achieving those goals that we've set for ourselves. Yes. I mean, for each pillar, so the pillars are time, money, and then relationships. And the relationships are both, as I said, that personal landscape as well as that professional landscape. So naturally that lends itself to like career planning. Regardless of the pillar, it's still the same three-step process. You're gonna gain clarity first, like really understanding, having that self-awareness, being able to really identify where is the area of opportunity, the area of success, and then aligning your interests and your goals and then taking action. So it's each three, we follow the same format for each three. Awesome. Now, Christina, before we sign up, I wanted you to give us a motivational quote or some words of encouragement for us real happy moms. Yes. Well, as I said, I've already gave you little tips along the way, which was, you know, give yourself grace, but also be flexible. That is something that, um, I think I struggled with the most when I first became a mom was I felt the need to be that woman, that career woman that I was before I became a mom. And I was trying to do all the things and I burned out very easily, which is where I took another pivot in my life. But I, I think it's most important to be flexible, be graceful in terms of yourself and also have a strong community, right? I think that is like never feel alone with being a mom in this particular, you know, everyone's going through the same thing. And we are here to learn and share with each other and really encourage each other along the way. Awesome. Now, Christina, if moms are listening and they want to connect with you or they want to get into your coaching program, tell us where we can find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram. So that is Christina Berrios as well on YouTube. So I do have a YouTube channel as well, Christina Berrios. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes. So Christina, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of these great tips. I really appreciate it. And this was super, super awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 113. That's the number 113. And there you'll find all the links that were mentioned in this episode, as well as the information about the coaching that I talked to you about in the beginning. Now I know Christina, she does some coaching with clients as well, but don't forget that I can do that for you too as well. If you are overwhelmed, need some help with time management as well as productivity when it comes to juggling mom life. So do me a favor if you've enjoyed this episode, I want you to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast episode and put it in your Insta stories or your Facebook stories and let me know what you're doing while you're listening. I'm really curious to see what you're up to. So do that for me and I will be super, super grateful. And I will be back again next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.